Blog Talk Radio.
Sometimes these things get the heck and crazy. You know what I mean? Okay, let's try it again. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, anyway, electronics, man, I tell you. They do some crazy things, right? Right. Okay. So, anyway, as I was saying before, three four seven eight three eight six two two. 
That's how you can be a part of the show. It's Open Mic Monday, and uh, we want to hear what you have to say. We also would like to uh, just have a decent conversation, you know. Let's have a just a decent whole hum conversation with me. All right, I'm not gonna say whole hum because no conversation. It's whole hum when you considering things that's going on in, in this country. You know what I mean? Um, such as as I said, it was a long weekend, especially after the shooting on Valentine's Day, which is very interesting that there was a shooting on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but anyway, we're not gonna go into that side of the story. But Valentine's Day has never been. Um, lovey-dovey, can we say? All right. So, and when I heard that, it just woke, had my eyes open. Like, okay, Valentine's Day, when they shot a bunch of people, mass shooting, Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, wow. Okay. Kind of give him you find the justification behind all that, right? Right. But anyway, with that being said, with that being said. As I said, there were some tweets over the weekend, and from 45, that was very interesting. If not just, for lack of a better word, unnecessary. <laughs> you know, unnecessary. However, we, we are aware that 45 cannot take anybody or anyone uh, saying anything negative about him or any of the ideas that he has. He has, so uh, you know he poked a little. He poked a little bit at the FBI um, in regard to the shooting in Florida. He also poked a little bit at Oprah, which was very interesting. And we we really are gonna get into that because you know it's interesting that he wants to poke fun at her and. Uh, over a, a, a program or a show she did that was actually done last year because I remember watching it. I didn't know they replayed it again Sunday on 60 Minutes. And, you know, that brought about his response, which was unnecessary. You know, it just goes to show how fragile uh, um, his his psyche really is. But we'll get into that in a minute. But right now, it's that time, y'all, to bring my co-host in and, and let her get started on her pieces of, of the pie that she wants to add today. All right, P. Ross, what's going on? How you doing? You with me today? Yeah, I'm with you today. All right. <laughs> That's a good thing. I'm glad you you, you can be here. You know, yeah. You know, I was telling our listeners about... um. <laughs> I was telling our listeners about, um, you know, the show and some things we're going to have going on today. But I know you got a great photo of the day coming from Susan Elizabeth Phillips and uh, the Black History Moment. Yeah. So without that being said, I guess it's your time of the show. So I'm going to turn it over to you and let you go on and knock it on out. And then when we come back, we're going to open the phone lines up, I think, and, and take some calls. Let's see what's on the listeners' minds out there, because it is Open Mic Monday, and we do want to hear what they have to say. So, with that that's, right. Said, that's, no right. that's right. That's right. So, without further ado, y'all, here's P. Ross, the co-host, with the quote of the day and the Black History Moment. Y'all pay attention now. It's going to be a test after All this. Right. All right, go ahead, P. <laughs> All right, listen, audience, our quote of the day, as Mr. Talk says, comes from Susan Elizabeth Phillips from her book, Breathing Room. She says, I finally figured out 
that not every crisis can be managed. As much as we want to keep ourselves safe, we can protect ourselves from everything. If we want to embrace life, we also have to embrace chaos. I'm going to repeat it again a little bit slower so you understand. I finally figured out that not every crisis can be managed. As much as we want to keep ourselves safe, we can't protect ourselves from everything. If we want to embrace life, we also have to embrace chaos. So in other words, as much as we try to manage every crisis in our lives, manage every situation, you know, try to cover every base and cover everything to ensure that it is what we need it to be for our benefit, up to our our satisfaction. We can't always do that unless, of course, we're going to live in a box, you know. And even then, who knows, somebody's going to come and upset your apple cart anyway. So there's no guarantee that things are going to always go the way that you want them to go, and nothing is ever going to always be hunky-dory. You know, everything is not going to be, oh, happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. It's just not going to happen that way. So what we have to do is in in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of, of a chaotic situation, we have to embrace that chaos, deal with it, and move on from there. Because eventually it is going to happen. The only people we have control over are our own selves. And then, you know, sometimes not even then. You know, because we, we, we sometimes find ourselves in places doing things that, you know, we didn't plan to do nor did we desire to do. But, hey, it just so happened that mm, something came over me. How many of you have said that to yourself? You know, and 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 whether it's a physical thing, a financial thing, a mental thing, you know, we we sometimes do that. We're human. That's the thing. That's the thing. You're human. Mistakes will be made. So instead of trying to always manage a foreseeable or unforeseeable crisis after chaos, you know, happens, just embrace it. Deal with it and move on Because other than that You're not living You're just existing And the false ideations That everything is going to be Okay And sometimes Unfortunately It's not And we have to deal with the fallout from that Okay So Let's not play the blame game Let's realize that some things just are what they are. And, again, that quote was from Miss Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Now, on to our black history moment. And I know that we've been little known, doing little known um, black history facts. But I wanted this week um, to bring to the front um, – 20 people who are young black Americans, so I'm not so young, who are making history now, today. They're making, they're beginning to make their mark today. The first young lady is in this um, Wear Olympics. Her name is Erin Jackson. If you've never heard of her, her name is Erin, E-R-I-N. 
okay? And she is the first African-American on the United States speed skating team. She's 25 years old, and she's only had four months of training in the sport before she even qualified. So we're looking for her to do some great things. Another one is a rapper, Common. If you put, everybody knows who he, who he is. He was the first rapper to win an Emmy, a Grammy, and an Oscar. The first rapper. Imagine that. Hmm. Also, he is known for his dedication to several different causes. Um as he is clearly known as hip-hop's unofficial ambassador to 45-year-old, has taken time to speak out at Women's March and to help those in need, including donating $10,000 to a Harlem art school. That's common. And, of course, we know our former San Francisco's 49ers quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, you know, because he opened the door for a national conversation this year as he took a knee during the national anthem to support the rights of people of color and in protest against police brutality. So, again, that was against police brutality. It wasn't about veterans. It wasn't about anything else. It was against police brutality against people of color. Um, beyond the field, the 30-year-old cabinet has been dedicated to philanthropy, trying to raise over $1 million for different charitable causes. So he's up and moving. He's made a name for himself in the history book. Also, if you've never heard of Trebria Major, she's a 27-year-old model. who is breaking new ground when it comes to representing for curvy women and women of color everywhere. She's appeared in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, um, and she has even proven to Victoria's Secrets ad shouldn't begin and end with straight-sized models. You go, girl. Marcia Martin is another person. She's taken a starring role. She's only 13 years old. And she has already um, she has already had many acting 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 roles. Um, she starred in her own movie Little, which will begin its production this year. The project is Martin's first studio feature film. Not only is the comedy based on her own script idea. Now, mind you, she is 13 years old with her own script, own movie. It is also backed by the producers behind the widely successful Girls Trip. 13 years old. See, anything is possible when you set your mind to it. Representative Brenda Lawrence is standing with survivors. The Michigan rep is using her platform to keep history from repeating itself. Lawrence believes that the way to do that and for that to happen is to remember women like Reese Taylor, whose emotional story of rape and injustice was the subject of Oprah Winfrey's powerful Golden Globe speech. Not only did Lawrence, who is 63 years old, attend the State of the Union wearing a red pen in Taylor's honor, she's also standing in solidarity with victims of sexual violence everywhere. 
Tanishi Coates. He's making different strides in literature. He is a writer. He's a prolific author who's not only won the praises and likes of Toni Morrison and Oprah Winfrey, he has also sold a million copies of his book with titles including the newly released We Were Eight Years in Power, which he's talking about the Obama administration, and the award-winning Between the World and Me. Coach, who is 42, is currently working with director Ryan Coogler and actor Michael B. Jordan on the upcoming feature film Wrong Answer. We also have another black woman who's also standing out at the helm of the Me Too movement. Her name is Tarana Burt, and she is one of the survivors of sexual assault and harassment and has been able to tell their stories and speak justice as the the movement continues to gain strength. Burt, 44, is using her own power to speak at the different events and encourage help and healing for others. We also have Jaquille Jackson because he is only 10 years old, and he is giving back to his community by doing big things. He's from Chicago, and he spent in 2017 crafting 5,000 blessing bags full of necessities for the city's homeless population and catching former President Barack Obama's attention on Twitter in 2018. Jackson's upping the ante and setting his sights on 6,000 more bags to give to those in need. Ten years old. Ten years old. And he's supporting the homeless. All right. Our next person is Brandon Frame, who is celebrating men and boys of color. He said, if you're not already one of the 188,000 people following the black man can on Instagram, Dorothy could use, could probably use an added inspiration. The founder, who is Brandon Frame, created the Black Man Chant Incorporated in 2010 as a blog to highlight and celebrate the achievements of men and boys of color. Since then, he had this. the Black Man Can has evolved into a series of programs, workshops, and social media campaigns, each inspiring and all striking for positive reasons. Now, that's just 10 of the 21 persons who are making history now. Mr. Talk will put this on his website, and you can go in and see the rest of those who we did not mention who are definitely making moves and strive for black Americans. Check it out. It's quite interesting. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am, and we do appreciate that. And you, you are right. They were quite interesting. You know, uh, very, very good job. It goes to show you don't have to be dead to, to make history, huh? <laughs> Without a doubt. Outstanding. I love it when a plan comes together. All right. The, uh, one, the one that was most surprising was the one that was most surprising was the um, black woman who um, was doing the speed skating, and she's only been doing it for. You know, four months before she qualified. That is so amazing. Yeah, and I actually watched her watched her qualify. And, you know, if you didn't know that she had just started, because when she, she went around that little short track, because, you know, they do the yeah. fast, the little short track and the long track. But, that, I mean, her, just her ability alone, natural ability alone, just showed, you know, 
so much potential. And the announcers and things were saying the same thing. So yeah, she's she's the bomb. I mean, she she yeah. she'll be around for a while in that sport. She oh, really yeah. will be. Oh yeah. You no, know, so yeah. No, like I said, great job, great job. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, I guess that's it, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess it's time to get on with the get on. Quit playing around. <laughs> See, quit playing around. But uh, mm, we have a lot to talk about. You know, you you. Well, I'm not gonna say you're, but 45. Um, 45 went ahead and um. He did some more tweeting over the weekend, and you know, I, I would think you would think that some way, somehow, people would realize that uh, they need to take his his phone away from from tweeting or what have you. But uh, yeah, he disable his you know like a kid, yeah, like a kid. You know, you, you need to get the, the the phone away from him. You know? Yeah, give me that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You want, uh, uh, excuse me, President, give me your phone, please. Okay. You know, knowing him, though, look, knowing him, he probably got two or three others, so, that you know, um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just amazing at, at, at just how sensitive this man is. And I'm going to say sensitive and, and, you know, conniving and, ah, he a big puss, that's what he is. But anyway, you know, there was two tweets he sent out over the weekend. One shooting the fighting I mean, taking a shot at the FBI and one actually taking a shot at Oprah. Now, we're gonna get to Oprah, all right? Now I'm not one of Oprah's biggest fans, but in this instance I think I'm gonna have to you know, I don't even have to defend Oprah. Y'all 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 see what I'm I'll say in a minute. But the FBI he said, very sad that the FBI missed all the many signals sent out by the Florida school shooter. This is not acceptable. They are spending too much time trying to prove Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. There is no collusion. Get back to the basics and make us all proud. Now, okay, so now he wants to take a shot at at, 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 at the FBI because one person said, "Okay, you know, there's this 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 e tweet out there. You need to check it out." They checked it out, didn't find anything. But now he's taking the opportunity to, to sh- take a shot at the FBI. Well, excuse me, but uh, if they did their initial investigation, there was nothing there. What they supposed to have a crystal ball or something? They supposed to know that, that three or four months later down the line, the guy gonna go in and shoot up something? No, not at all. You know, and to bring in to to actually put the rush the, the Florida shooting with the in with the same conversation of Russian collusion it's just asinine, asinine. So now you taking you 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 taking the 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 the, the, the pain of all those families out there, the lost loved ones, all right, and put and making it political by adding Russian collusion and blaming the FBI. We talked about this last week. There is no blame here, except for the guy who did the shooting. That's who should be blamed for it. 
Okay, everybody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about well, you know, guns. You know, stop the, the uh, assault weapons and things of that nature. Y'all heard me last week. It's not going to change anything. You know, it's not. Besides, bring up the same old conversation and, and watch the same old things being done about this. But yeah, the FBI. He he should have left the FBI alone on that one. Because it was not their fault, and um, I think he was just took a, a opportunity to take a shot at them because you know they just happened to you know someone happened to mention that yeah the FBI had got a you know a warning about this guy so his chance to take a shot because if y'all haven't realized forty five is a very vindictive individual you know and, and I mean that's not nothing I'd have made up everybody can see it he's very vindictive. So if you say anything negative toward him, he will come at you, i.e. tweets or, now, I know the the Trump supporters are really going to be mad at me, but even politically, he will come at you. You know, they say, well, it's it's draining the swap. You call it what you want to. I call it vindictiveness, like in the soap operas. That's basically what it's like in soap operas. No, I'm going to get even with you. You can count on that. But anyway, and I think that's what this tweet was basically trying to do with the FBI, you know, shift the blame from everybody else and put it directly in in the FBI's lap. And uh, we know that that it shouldn't be that. Um, Yeah. Uh, Oprah. Now, Oprah did a a segment because, you know, she's a contributor to the CBS News show 60 Minutes. All right, she's a contributor. And um, this show today, I guess they re-ran last night was done last year, because I remember watching this one last year, because it was a town, it's like a town hall, and and there were people there, overhead people there, for Trump and against Trump, or some that were there were just in the middle. All right, now, as a disclosure, I must say, these people were each paid $100 to be there. All right, they were paid $100 to be there. And um, we were watching... Um, Watching it, and it was it was it was pretty good. It wasn't one sided. It wasn't this or that. It was just straight up asking questions of people, and people were answering honestly. You know, they were answering honestly, and they they were um, yeah. There were some discrepancies. There were some discrepancies, and um, you know, between them, but. At the end, believe it or not, some of them people actually got finished and went to the um, went to the the gun range together, you know. So there was some some come togetherness. But anyway, anyway, I, I I'm gonna read a, a couple of the questions she she read she had in a minute. But here's what he tweeted last night. Just watched a very insecure Oprah Winfrey, who at one point I knew very well. <laughs> interview a panel of people on 60 Minutes. The questions were biased and slanted. The facts incorrect. Hope Oprah runs so she can be exposed and defeated like all the others. Now, we already know Oprah says she's not running. All right. She's not running. Um, you know, another one of the interesting sides of this um, is 
Of course he knows Oprah, Oprah well. They ran in the same circles. Oprah's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. You know, and we've said this before with with this um, with this um, Oprah. I mean, uh, forty five. He knows where all the dead bodies are. You know, yeah, he knows her well. But the difference is, Oprah's a self-made millionaire compared to Trump. Uh, forty five being, you know, a uh, 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 inheritance baby, I guess you can say. Or, or <laughs> I guess I can't think of a better word than that. But anyway, um, so Born when you take it. a look at this tweet, the, the question is, you know, who's who's being insecure here? Who's being insecure? Oprah has already said she's not running. So why are you shooting tweets at her talking about she's insecure? That that makes no sense. You know, because hey, Oprah done moved on. She, she do her thing. You know, she do her commercials for what is that neutral sweet or whatever? I don't know that that uh, um, diet thing. And uh, she ain't thinking about him. Now, y'all want to see how how slanted these questions were? He here is just a couple, a couple of the um, the questions that she asked the the people in the town hall meeting. It says. During her interview, checking in with voters that she had talked to last fall in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Winfrey touched on Trump's more controversial remarks and unflattering poll numbers. She asked who believed that he made the comment about, quote, as whole countries. All right, that's one of the questions. She also said that polls are showing that respect for the United States is eroding around the world, asking, do you care what the world thinks of the United States? That was it. Oh, one more. And she invited the panelists to question. No, Winfrey, it says Winfrey invited the panelists to question the president's fitness for office as well. Um, But she just asked a question. I mean, basically, there have been some members of Congress, including Republicans, questioning his stability and fitness for office, she said. What do you think of that, and do you believe he has the temperament to be president? Question. It wasn't a statement. It's a question. Some members of Congress have been questioning his stability and fitness for office, as well as a whole lot of citizens in the United States. So that statement was not false. It was not slanted. It was true. And she finished with the question. What do you think of that? And do you believe he has the temperament to be president? Now, if you go go back to, to this little tweet of his, the question of bias and slanted, the facts incorrect. There were no incorrect facts here. How can the people's opinion be incorrect? Or is he trying to say the questions, the 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 the, the, the way that she formed the questions? Whether were incorrect. Either way, they were they were all right. Like I said, I sat and watched the the whole um, thing when it first came on, and I found it interesting because believe it or not, no matter what the the the, the question was, it fell along the, the 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 lines that you you expected. A lot of the Trump um, supporters felt he was doing a good job. A lot of the women that didn't support him felt he was doing a horrible job. I mean, so it was a pretty fair interview, you asked me. Now, if it wasn't, I would have said, no, no. But it it wasn't. It was a good one. Now, the interesting thing is I went and tried to find it this morning so I can actually put the video up. 
and play some clips here on the show, but I can't find a video of the actual interview for some reason. Not on the 60 Minutes um, website or nothing. But I can find everything. Somebody, everybody else trying to, you know, give their take on what the interview was about. Eh, I, I decided not to because I wanted you, the listener, to hear what she actually was saying and the responses of the, the panel. But for him to say that she's very insecure, I, I disagree with that at all, at all. But have you noticed he keeps he keeps saying something, the same thing? I knew her very well. I knew her very well. So can that be taken as a quote-unquote under-the-rug type of threat? As in, if you decide you want to run you against me, don't forget, I know where the bodies are. You know, I know some of the things you've done. I know the skeletons in your closet. I think he came actually says he she got everybody has skeletons in the closet. You're right, because he has some also. And we must remember, once they get up to that point, all of them have skeletons in the closet. Now, the question is, how many and to what extent did those skeletons get in the closet? It's what you, you, you need to be um, asked, because they all got skeletons in the closet. They all run basically in the same circle one way or another. You know, when you're billionaires, there are not too many other people you can hang out with, really. I.e. Clinton, I.e. Trumps, i.e. Oprah, Bushes. Hey, y'all, have y'all ever noticed how no matter what happens, once all the presidents leave office, they become real good friends? Have you noticed that? They do so many things together all of a sudden. It doesn't matter then whether you're Republican, you're Democrat, or whatever. We're just friends now. Why is that? But it can't be do that when you're in office, right? But anyway, um, let me let me get back to what I was talking about. Anyway, so those are two tweets from 45 over the weekend, and I think he's shown more insecure than security than anything. And of course, this is my opinion. All right, this is my opinion. You can go and read. Uh, you can go and read read the articles for yourself. In fact. What I'm about to do, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and put a copy of that, you know, article I just read to you, um, in the chat room, and I'll be putting. Did I put it? No, I'll be putting it on the um, show's web page after the show. But anyway, I think I've talked enough. Go ahead, uh, P. What you got to say about those two tweets? You know, we got a lot. So go ahead. What you got? No, it's this typical character. I mean, after all this time, nothing has changed. We already know what to expect. Why? So we shouldn't be surprised, you know. You know, he had the audacity to call somebody else insecure. But what are you? What type of behavior are you demonstrating? You know, I mean, even from the ESPN, um, uh, Jamil Hill. You know, from from what she has said, you know, he wanted her to lose her job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he totally, totally misrepresented Colin Kaepernick and what he was doing because he was upset. You know, <laughs> about the fact mm. that they were choking me, and you know, and then it became, 
a whole narrative about disrespecting veterans and our armed forces and, and all of this other stuff. You know, while at the same time he's talking out of, if you really go back and research his tweets, he's talking out of both sides of his neck. You know, the same people that, that he praised turn around and be the same people that he slandered. You know, so, I mean, hey, it's just rhetoric. It's just rhetoric, you know. You know, tied up in an emotional outburst, you know, like a five-year-old kid having tantrums. And, you know, for the most part, eh, people ignore them now. And, you know, there there's no more need for damage control because what else can you do? How much more damage can hmm. you possibly do? You know? So, hmm. it's just, like I said, it just, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. It's, it's what, you know, people, you know, have come to expect from these United States of America, you know, the greatest country in the world, at this point, what some say the worst leader or, in other folks' opinion, the greatest leader that has ever been. You know, so whichever way the wind blows, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it depends. So, you know, so you really can't. Ah, you, you, I, I just believe it, and on my, in my own opinion, my own feeling, I just don't take that junk seriously. It doesn't matter to me one way or another. Not changing anything that I'm gonna do. So hey, it's just what it is. Okay, that's a great point. I like that. Those are those are great points. And I'm sure there's a lot of lot of um, people out there like that that feel exactly like you you do. Whatever, <laughs> you know, he is who he is. You know, he has shown it to us, and he he's not gonna change. We know this. Um, but here's an interesting thing that happened today, y'all. The driver of the press van in 45's motorcade um, this morning in West Palm Beach, after a U.S. Secret Service agent found a handgun in the driver's bag. All right, now the driver says that. Um, the driver said that, hey, you know, I, I usually, you know, would leave it in my bag at, um, you know, in the in where we come from, but I forgot it was in there. So of course, you know, they had to confiscate it. And then, now here's here's the very interesting part because this was in Florida, and it was like 30 miles, 30 miles away from the high school where the shooting actually occurred. <laughs> That, that that was interesting in itself. Thirty something miles from the high school, from the high school. You know, um, I'm trying to find my because I write so many notes there. But anyway, so what eventually had to happen because they found that one weapon in his bag, all the drivers for the van in that motorcade were removed. All right, <laughs> I, I'm really going to make y'all laugh now. Um, yeah, it occurred 37 miles away from Parkland High School. That's where the shooting was. Um, of course, it was weapon was found under a routine security screen prior to the motorcade departure from Mar a Lago to Trump's National Hotel, where he plays golf. Where he plays golf. So, what happened then? Um, some of his staff members, you know, took got in the driver's seat and they took the vans on to. The hotel, but <laughs> it's it, it just pure—I don't know what to call it. Uh, 
journey of all that? <laughs> huh? Think about it. They all that. Driver gets caught with a weapon in his in his bag. Then one of the staffers who's driving the van, she hits the secret service video. Of course, you ain't going to hear too much about that, but I thought that was a very interesting thing that went on this morning. On President's Day, for those that celebrate that, I'm not one of them, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, but um, yeah, moving right along, moving right along. Now, I didn't see the movie Black Panther, okay? I haven't been one of those that broke my neck to go and see it over the weekend. So I'm going to say that. However, from people I really trust that go to see movies, they say it's a very outstanding movie, okay? And globally, it has brought in $387 million. Globally. You know, that that, that is just outstanding. Astounding, to say the least. But as in everything that's successful, there are there there will be and is always someone there that will find some negativity about any and everything. And black the movie Black Panther is not immune from that. Some people got mad because they said, Well the L G B T Q R S T U S D got mad because they didn't include any lesbian scenes like they did in the comic book. Okay, my response to them is go make your own dang movie. You had the L word. You had uh crew eye for the straight guy, whatever. So be happy with that. Alright? Everybody don't want to see that. You know, if you just insist on wanting to see that, go and find you some porn site or something to watch. I'm sure they got them out there. Okay? But everybody don't want to see that in the movie. Okay? I'm just putting it out there. Um, then there were those that, that were upset because it was an all-black cast, pretty much. Now, my thought process is about, uh, on that is, so, so, I mean, let's really think about it. The Ten Commandments, that was pretty much an all-white cast, except for some of the slaves. Oh, I can't talk about Ten Commandments because that's Charles Heston, and he played Moses. And he's the leader of the NR. He was the leader of the NRA. Whatever, y'all. Whatever. Um, what else? What else movies? Um, old cowboy movies. Those are all white. Even the Indians were white. <laughs> Dressed up in Indian garb. So, you know, see how silly that sounds? See how silly that sounds? Then there was another out there that uh, white folk were getting beat up. Uh, um, because they went to the Black Panther uh, uh, movie, which was proved to be be false, of course. But see how silly that sounds, and that is part of the issue that we have in this country. You know, just say, "Well, job, good job, clap your hands, well done, and move on." If you don't like it, don't go and see it. If you don't like it, don't say nothing negative about it. Just move on. No. No, and I'm sure they were paid by somebody to go out there and start this nonsense, especially the troll that started the one about blacks beating up whites that showed up for the movie. That wasn't up for the troll. That was an internet troll, and we've talked about them on the show many times before because some of them stop by this show. But, of course, they get shut down, so they don't come by that often. But I'm sure since I'm saying this now, a lot of them show up. But that's all right. We can deal with them. That's right. I said it. I ain't scared of none of y'all. Y'all better recognize. But anyway, 
before I go on a tent. Yeah, the Black Panther. You know, um, from what I understand, it's an outstanding movie, and uh, it's worth going to see. It's worth going to see. Of course, I have to go and see it any day when nobody's in the theater, so I can have it to myself and I can just pay attention. And be good. All right. So, P, what you think? What you think about the, the, the comments about Black Panther? Yeah. Normal crap. Yeah. You know, anything black is anything black, black on all black cast is it, subject to, to ridicule because the old stereotypes they still exist. You know, even even this day and time. You know, because we we're not supposed to be able to do that.
because, you know, this is not the generation, you know, like we grew up, where we just grin and bear it, you know? I don't know about that because I remember, I, I remember busting a couple in the head. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I understand what you're saying, though. Um, it's not I'm, I'm mostly, um, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly talking about our parents. You know, they would say one thing okay. at the house and then get to the school and then you'd be, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. And you'd be looking at them like, what? This ain't what you said at mm-hmm. home. You know, no. No, they right. know. This is generation. If they say it at the house, they're going to put it in your face. You know, so hey. We have to understand that. Hey. We have to understand that. That's right. That's right. You know, you are that's so what correct doing. once again. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, well, you know, honestly, though, I doubt a lot of that went on, if any of it, because I, I think, think if it so. would have, Telelive Vision would have had broadcasted it all over the place. Just think. That would have been a perfect time to say, see, see, this is what we're talking about. But, you know, the the was still yeah. in that. And we all know, yeah. once you get put one thing on the internet, nobody checks it. They just keep running with it, you know. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, you can put you can you can put anything out there, and it can it don't even have to be none whatsoever, no part of it true. But if it sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds good, yeah. If it sounds good, I'm going to pass this on, you know. Right. And this big old lie right. went around the world, and none of it is true. That's right. You know. <laughs> and I, think, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a text on my Facebook page and say, me and Pam Greer got married. And I'm going to put a picture of me and her up there together and see what happens. Woo! Yeah, yeah, I do that. Huh? You know, because you, know, you can Photoshop anything these days. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all do that. Yeah. See, see how many times we circulate around the internet before she before she responds. Uh huh. <laughs> Let me stop that. Be as fun as being a black suit. You knock on my door. But did we speak to Mister Talk? I don't know what that is, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong house. Yeah, they probably would watching and listening to me right now while I'm just joking. But anyway, okay. So, Mario, if if you haven't seen the movie and you plan to go and see the movie, go and see the movie. If you don't plan, you plan not to go see the movie, don't see the movie. All right. Simple. Simple.
One group says 80, another one says 81%, so we're going to leave it at 80.5%. We meet in the middle. Now, this is what the package supposedly will contain. Uh, fresh, it would not include fresh fruits or vegetables, but would include self-stable milk, ready-to-eat meals, pastas, peanut butter, beans, and canned fruits and vegetables. Y'all want me to hear that? No fresh fruit, fruits or vegetables now. None of that. None of that. But you have shelf-stable milk, which is nasty as heck, ready-to-eat meals, which are about at least 2,000 calories per meal, um, pasta, peanut butter, beans, and canned fruits and vegetables. Now, if you notice, all this got though, this is a lot of, uh, what, what, what's the, the weight, the weight, let's, let's just call them protein, a lot of protein in here. And, of course, they say the program would reduce government spending on the program by $129 billion over the next 10 years. Combined with other proposed changes to this budget, to the SNAP budget, would shrink by $213 billion over the 10 years or 30% or 30% deduction. Yeah. So how y'all feel about that out there? Huh? How y'all feel about that? Would that would that be a better way of um, controlling the fraud that is uh, widespread among some among the food stamp uh, recipients? What y'all think? What y'all think? I think it's a bad idea because honestly, you're gonna spend more money trying to get these packages delivered than just sending their money on the card like they do now. You know, and and just to not give them fresh fruits and vegetables, but give them canned fruits and vegetables. You know, that has a lot of sugar in it. So, what about those that have diabetes? Oh, we don't care about them. What about those, you know, that 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 are allergic to things such as peanut butter, or, or nuts, or I mean, yeah, nuts. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> things of that nature. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So, just. It, I don't think it would work. I, I may be wrong, but I don't think it would work. But I'm going to ask the logical person of the, of between the two of us, because y'all know I just think out the top of my head, but Ross be on it. So, P, where you at? Talk to me. What you think? Yeah, I don't like the idea. Because remember now, back in the day, back in the day, way, way back in the day, I guess it was the 60s or the 70s, you know, they used to have what they call commodities. You know, and the people would deliver them to your house, and they, you know, if it was pork, you can't say pork, and, you know, it had a little pig on it, or if it was beef, it was like beef, it had a little cow on it, big cans of peanut butter, everything came in in in, in, in still cans. But the food was more right. kosher then. We, we knew it was real food, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Whereas, whereas today, everything has been genetically modified. We don't know what's going in them boxes. Well, hell, we really don't know what's going on in the grocery shelf either these days, you know, but hey, at least you have a choice, you know, and if your kids have allergens, you know, like you said, what if you need, uh, uh, what, what, what are they going to do about those people, as you said, who have dietary restrictions? What if you have a child that needs a gluten-free diet? Are you not able to go and, and, and get that now? You know, or are or, or, or allergic to nuts or allergic to seafood, you know, and and 
you know, what what about those people? Do 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 they not count or because you 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 don't have you know, you don't have the resources to, to feed your family, it's like, oh well, this is what you get or starve. I mean really. <laughs> really? I mean, really. It's, yeah, and, and you it's, you said it right, really. You know, is, is is that the message that you're sending? You know. And granted, you know, it's a lot of fraud. We know that. We know that. It always has been. You know, because honestly people gonna do what people gotta do to survive. If you need some cash to pay your utility bill, what you do? You you you, you sell your benefits, you sell your, your snap benefits. You know, to somebody and you get the cash and you do what you need to do. You know. But um at the end of the day, is it really the gonna save that much money? Is it really gonna save that much money or because now you gotta pay for transport because these people gotta be able to get this food. You know, either you're gonna take it to their house or you're gonna have to provide for them to get away to get it. Mhm. And then again, is is that going right. to be left to 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 the individual state, as which I think that the article said, you know, that part may be left up to to the individual states. Well, we already know states ain't going to want to foot that bill. Mm-hmm. No, what you know, we we eliminated the long lines at the office picking up food samples, picking up benefits and stuff. Now it's automatically on card, so we eliminated all of that. You know, and cut costs with that. Now you we're gonna have to bring in more workers, more employees, more trucks, more fuel, or whatever, in order for these people. And to set up another thing is to set up a distribution center or distribution mm. centers. Mm-hmm. So, so in the long run, is it really? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it really? Um, um, beneficial? Is it really going to save that amount of money? And then another no. thing that I heard, I you know, another thing, I don't think so either. I think it's in, in the long run it's going to cost more. And then another thing is is, mm-hmm. is, is 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 right here. You know, you you there used to be restrictions on what you could buy with, you right. know, with right. benefits, with food stamps and stuff. If it's such a concern, why not put that back? You know, why not put those those rules back in place? Hmm. If, if 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 it's if it's if, if, if it's such an issue, that way people who 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 can't who who have dietary restrictions, they can stay away from those things, but yet and still at the same time get what they need for their family. Because let's face it, the benefits that they hmm. get is not enough to feed to feed that number of family anyway. I know senior citizens, wow. you know, who get eighteen dollars a month. They get eighteen dollars mm-hmm. a 18. month. That's it. Hmm. That's it. Hmm. That's all they get. What are you hmm. gonna do with that? <laughs> you know. Buy food to feed fish so I can go out there and fish. About mean, the size yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Wow. Really. You know that 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 this young this 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 older this elderly lady that that's all she had. You know. See. Hmm. So so 18. you know. I, yeah, eighteen dollars a month. And it would, and it would not, and if it if it would not have been for the food pantry, she just would have been out. And from help from her family, you know, she just would have been out. She can't live on that. So let's face it, you know, the 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 benefits that they do get is really not enough anyway. 
So now mm-hmm. you want to, you know, reinstate commodities that, you know, they, they may not, you know, be able to, to, to utilize, you know, for some people. I just think it, it, there mm-hmm. has to be, I, I just don't think that it's a well thought out plan. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, you know, in 2013, 2013, there was um, a similar farm bill that were proposed, you know, somewhere a little bit along these lines that would, according to to, um, what it said, cut $40 billion in spending in 10 years. So now... Yeah, but it didn't pass either. No, that didn't pass And I really don't think this one will either. Yeah, because it was it was along the same similar lines, you know, um, but the money amounts were different. But the the proposal was basically the same. Mhm. Yeah, and basically what they're saying is, well, you know, we get get to get the produce and stuff from the farmers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure yeah. 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 Because it, 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 it was supposed to assist the farmers. Yeah, he yeah. Was to assist the farmers, but then they came up with farm share, if you know what that is, because in in most in 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 most states they they have farm share, where you know it's still commodities um, that you know five hundred one c organizations can come and get or sign up and get, and and the people come and 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 they have food pantries, like I said. They have food pantries and they give right. these foods away um, to the people. But the only problem um, with that is that sometimes by the time they, you know, they get some of these things, those things are out of date. And that food is out of date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. The, 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 the vegetables, you know, are gone past bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and then they may have cases of it. Mean, yeah, you know, like this 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 one time they were giving away cases of um 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 bell peppers, you know, and it was like, Okay, mm-hmm. what is what are people gonna do with a case of bell peppers? And you know, and then they have these lists of things that you know, you can make stuffed bell peppers and you can do this with a case. Really? Hopefully. I know that's a lot of stuff. Bell pepper, right? That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm like, really? So bell pepper shrimp, bell pepper yeah. chicken. Bell yeah. pepper baked bacon. Okay. Yeah. You know. Hey, let's just let's just have grilled bell pepper for dinner. Yeah. I know. Fried bell pepper. Yeah. <laughs> just, just bell pepper yourself away. Oh Lord, have mercy. You know so. You know, you you have to look at that too. You know, from mm-hmm. from from distribution to the people, how long has it sat in the warehouse? And and, and you know, and, and as I said, the quality of the food. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Right. Right. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right, y'all. If y'all got anything y'all want to add to anything we talked about or something you want to talk about. Lines are open, 347-838-8622. Once again, 347-838-8622. Hey, we here. You here with us. So let's get it done. All right. Um, anything else you want to add about the SNAP program? No, that's, that, 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 that's pretty much, you know, my point of view, you know, um, 
concerning that because, you know, it didn't work the first time. I, I really don't think it's going to go. It would, it would surprise me if it would. It would really surprise me if it did. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I really don't think it will either. That, the last one in 2013 didn't, and I don't think this one will either. I don't even think they're going to really give it too much attention. Um, much attention. Now, let, let, let's go back here real quick to something we talked about last week, that military parade. Well, after taking a good, hard look at uh, at the numbers and things like that, uh, the generals are beginning to feel like, well, maybe that's the parade, not a great idea. Why? Because of the same thing I told y'all. You know, it interrupts troops training. Troops can be doing um, better things than driving down. And the other thing is, they don't want to bring all the tanks out there and tell the roads. So now what they're talking about is putting up uh, pictures or holograms, holograms of the of the pieces of equipment themselves to make them re- look realistic. You know, if they're going to have have one. So that's the latest on the military parade. Of course, y'all know out here don't need one because that means that'll mean that means there may not be any equipment, but that means some soldiers still got to march down the road and do an eyes right. And for those that's not military, don't know what military is, you give the command, you give them the command, eyes right. Everybody turns their head to the right as you marching past the review stand, and you do a hand salute, and you know towards the generals, and in this case, it'd be the commander in chief, forty-five, and he have to salute you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you just got a quick lesson on what happens, but that, that's all done while marching. Okay. Troops don't want to do that either. You know, they're just, you know, because, and, and like I said, for y'all understand, between the marching and the practicing, which is not for the soldiers, it's for the leaders. And with the, and, and if this does get planned and, and you know, put into action, uh, poor soldiers, make me glad I'm not there anymore. But anyway, I, I must, must go back to what I was talking about. Um, So, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> I had to flash that back for a moment. That was almost crazy. Um, anyway, what were we talking about, P. Ross? I let the people in to see what they want to have a response to before you got caught up in the parade thing and had your little flashback. You're not there anymore. Come on, yeah. back. come on, go. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, y'all, so couple lines are open. 647-838-362. <laughs> oh, I really did, man. I, I got to thank it. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, we go keep moving on. Um, let's talk about the Valentine's Day shooting, which is very interesting because a group of kids now are getting together, and tomorrow they're going to board a bus to the Capitol. State Capitol, Tallahassee, Florida, you know, and then oh, oh, okay. Well, everybody know now. Look, everybody know now, right? <laughs> I didn't know that before. I said that before. Okay. Oh, they did? Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's what they're going to do tomorrow. However, on the 24th, of uh, March, they they plan to march in Washington D.C. 
and they're, they're doing it to shame, as they say, to shame the politicians that receive money from the uh, NRA. NRA, National Rifle Association. Now, here's a very interesting fact that I don't know whether these kids realize it or not, because the shooter actually excelled in the L Rifle Marksmanship Program, okay, that the school had before he got thrown out. That was supported by a grant from the NRA Foundation. Y'all heard me, right? An NRA yeah. Foundation, a multi-million dollar effort, yeah, mm-hmm. that um, to support youth shooting clubs. They received $10,827 in non-cash assistance from the NRA's fundraising and charitable charitable arm in 2016. Okay. As I said, um, Florida team, they go march in Washington, the 24th of March, and it be it to shame lawmakers into reforming laws that make powerful firearms readily available. Now, not only is this march supposed to take place in Washington, D.C., they're supposed to have other marches throughout the country in, in uh, basically state capitals. Now, and the purpose is to shame lawmakers. Do you really think they're going to shame those lawmakers? Do you nope. think the lawmakers really going to? Huh. No. 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 I don't. Knowing them. Most of them probably be out of town, especially in Washington D.C. They be out of town when the when the march takes place. You know, they always out of town doing something. Um, yeah, but it'd be interesting to see. So, um, co-hosts, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, I'll, I you know I will uh, you know appreciate if you go down and get some pictures and maybe talk to a few a few of them and see if we can't get some inside information. What you think? Is that a possibility? And that very well may be a possibility. No. What time is the march? Oh, they didn't say. <laughs> I, I guess they're getting on the bus, so I guess it has to be probably around noonish or oneish or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're coming down from where? Miami? Yeah, Miami area. Or, yeah, about, yeah, that's about right, about noonish or so. Depending on when they leave, that's about right. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be interesting to see, you know, what what the lawmakers do. Like we don't already know, but yeah, um, it's an interesting. There's a girl on there, Emma, Emma Gonzalez, and she went after President Trump forty five. Like it was, she said, um, President Trump. What's, how she put it? Support his oh the NRA supported what's she say? The multi million dollar support his campaign received from the gun lobby and vowed Stoneman Douglas would be the last mass shooting. The last mass shooting. And student Cameron Caskey said any politicians who is taking money from the NRA is responsible for events like this. And, of course, they're accused of the NRA of fostering and promoting this gun culture. Yeah. Now, remember, let's not forget, there was a march right after Columbine shooting as well. And you see where that got everybody. So where we are today. 
about to do the same thing and ask for the same uh, changes in law. So I I don't know what to say about it any longer. You know, they're not going to change laws. They're not going to do that. Now, they may, quote, unquote, as was mentioned earlier, or I read earlier, article, they may call themselves uh, tightening up the, the background check. So when you buy a weapon, you know, that may be their fix. But as far as um, saying, no, you can't buy this certain weapon or that weapon, no, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Of course, this is my opinion. But history has shown that that is the case. That is the case. It's not going to happen. It's not. What you think, P? No, the laws are going to change. They are not going to change. They said that at Columbine. They said that after Sandy Hook, during the Sandy Hook incident. Hell, the NRA went after their own man for <laughs> for trying to change it. You know, so that means they they smeared his name all across the TV screen, magazine, all kinds of ads. You know, so hey, <laughs> you know. And that was that was their own man. That was their own spokesperson. So, hey, and, and ain't nobody, spokesperson. you know, ain't nobody safe. <laughs> so no, it's not <laughs> because it's more than political. They, and, and it's right. more is it's more than just a political thing. And you have to, you know, gotta realize. You know, I think people uh, really do not realize how much power uh, groups like the NRA has. Because there's others out there, a couple of others out there, on, on you know, somewhat of a level as the NRA. But the NRA is, is basically the more powerful one out of all of them. But yeah. I'm missing a link in the chat room um, from a, 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 a documentary on CBS Frontline about the NRA. Called Gun Down the Power of the NRA. And it's very, a very interesting and informative, informative uh, documentary. And it really shows what president did what, what president didn't do anything, and how the NRA influenced how certain people become elected, how certain people didn't become elected. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I'm just putting that out there. I put it in the chat room, and I know I already have a video up of it in the uh, on the show's website. So you can go there and check it out as well, plus uh, a few other videos I have there. But with that being said, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be what it shall be. And life is grand, and I'm green, you blue, and we all bleed red, right? <laughs> oh, that was good. I, I had to remember that one. That was good. All right. Anyway, let me bring Sister Gordy in. I know she always got something good for us. All right, Sister Gordy, welcome to the show. What you got for us today? How you doing, first of all? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. It's a beautiful day. It is. How about you, Miss T. Ross? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Trying to keep trying to keep uh, Mr. Talk on, on track. <laughs> oh, well, you're both doing a fine job. Interesting topics. <laughs> and I just wanted to chime well, in on the uh, 
the last topic to, that you mentioned, you know, about the program that uh, is being proposed to give out the box food and so forth. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that um, I was thinking about when you mentioned about the um, uh, food centers or distribution centers, uh, you know, a lot of poor people don't have transportation, so my goodness, if they have to get, you know, someplace, a certain place to go pick up their boxes, uh, wouldn't that be something? Mm. And also I wanted to add that you made the comment that it's, you didn't think it was a well-thought-out plan, and because of something that I just listened to the other day called The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein, I would like to say it's a very well-thought-out plan because it's not done by incompetence, it's done by design. This man has, it took uh, over a decade to write a book, and these are not things we're not aware of. It's just that we didn't have documentation until this man came forth with his book. He has documented how that poor people of color have purposely been placed in urban centers since the 1930s through government policy. Uh, It was been on purpose. Uh, after uh, the 30s, after the you know depression, and they started building housing and so forth for people. They first uh, subsidized uh, the building of 17,000 homes, which uh, in later years the value of those homes rose to over $300,000. Which he pointed out is how uh, people who are classified by law as white are able to pass down to their children assets you know, and and wealth. On the other hand, what they did was uh, after they completed those projects, of course, then they started building low-income housing, which was by law designed only for people of color. So these were restrictive government policies. He has proof of the legislation and all of that. This is, you know, just not somebody's emotional feelings or anything. This is government policy designed. He also uh, documented that the under Eisenhower, when he uh, uh, started the um, interstates throughout the country, that was also a purposely designed government policy to divide those classified in 1861 by law as white. Those uh, highways were purposely designed all over the country to separate people of color from those classified as white. So you see, uh, these things are, are we, we, you know, we, they're, they're designed, and they are perpetuated. So then when you have a bunch of people like today that are still disenfranchised because, you know, they didn't send up most of the jobs to China, and uh, they lie about the real statistics of unemployment and so forth and so on. So they perpetuate the myth that these people just don't want to do anything. They want to be on the dole. Uh, you know, he even uh, went into detail about the dis- uh, disparities in education. Since the communities were purposely designed for certain groups of people, he talked about how uh, people that live in certain areas uh, are more prone to have asthma than other people. And so when the children come to school, uh, they're drowsy. Some of them didn't get a good night's sleep, or they may have other problems. They may have a parent that's incarcerated or, you know, alcoholic addiction program or whatever, because poor people tend to have those social problems. So the reason he said the schools are not doing a good job as far as being able to change the lives of the people that have been uh, purposely uh, put in these urban centers 
is because if you have a classroom full of students with a lot of social problems, it's not, you know, likely that the teacher is going to be able to give um, the kind of assistance to those students uh, that they require, which is also by design. Then they come up with programs like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what do you call that, Mr. Talk, when you put in a special class, uh, when you, you're, you're, you're uh, not they retarded. They give the kid on um, IEP, Individual Education Plan. Uh, I'm thinking of special ed, special ed like, like yeah, Mr. Talk just said. So that was a... They give them an education plan that, that differs um, from any of it's specifically designed for that that child. They don't call it special education anymore. Well, okay, but my point was to express that those kind of programs, regardless of what they call them or how they redesign them, are designed to maintain the disparities between them and us. That was that was my point, and so I just wanted to shout out about this book. Um, it's online. It's called The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein, and it is in the form of a, P- a PDF online, so you can read it for free, or you can, of course, get it from Amazon. Uh, and then um, that's it. Thank you for letting me share that. Okay, interesting. Send us that link. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I might have sent it to you in your email, okay. but I'll double check. I'll look. I'll look. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I think I did see that in that email. I got to go back and look. Okay. Um, I got to go back and look. Here's, here's, a, here's an interesting, here's a interesting um, thing that's going on right now. And, the, the interesting part was it was taking place before the shooting happened, and there was a decision made, and pretty much I think it's the right decision. Don't worry. But anyway, there's a third-grade uh, softball uh, softball team, and they're, they're doing raffles, all right? Now, what are they raffling out? What is the prize if you happen to win this rifle? An AR-15 rifle. <laughs> that is what you shall win. This is in the state of Mississippi. I mean, Missouri. I'm sorry, state of Missouri. I saw the MI. SS got carried away in Missouri, and it's to benefit their traveling baseball team. At the same time, where it was used to slaughter. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the the use to benefit the traveling baseball team. Um, the coach of a nine under baseball team. So you know, said um, the idea was conceived before the shooting in Parkland, Florida. Uh, father of who one of one of the players who co-founded Black Rain Ordnance Inc., a weapons purveyor, um, offered the weapon for the rifle. Um, the coach went on to say that um, he considered finding a different rifle item after item after Wednesday's mass shooting, but ultimately decided to turn it into a positive thing after getting the hate. Yeah, I can imagine he got hate off that one. One of the people from the hate group turned in a Facebook post about the raffle for I don't know what Patterson said. The post has shown a weapon next to the school logo leading to fierce criticism by some until Facebook removed the post. After this story was published, the coach said he mistakenly said the critics were part of a hate group. He said he does not view them as a hate group, but as a concerned group that has every right to stand up for what they believe in. 
Now, and it goes on to say, blah, 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 blah. Here's the question. Do you believe he made the right decision? And I'm going to give you all mine right now. Yes, he did. He made the right decision. The right decision was to go ahead and continue. Go ahead and continue with with the raffle. Go ahead and continue for it. Okay. Because he can lay that rifle down. It's not going to do anything but lay that right. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but that's the truth. You know, and the more I hear people talk about this, 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 this thing about gun control, it, it really, it really tickles me sometimes. Because you be like, really? That's that's really where where we at with this, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, so I think he did the right thing. I don't think they should have changed to what was being offered off because of what happened. That's just my opinion, of course. Because, hey, they need money to travel. If you ever been a part of a sports team to travel, you need some money to travel with. So and they probably get a good price for the weapons. Now, I can hear somebody saying, well, how you know the winner ain't gonna, is not going to use it? No. How do you know the winner ain't going to use it to shoot somebody with? That's not my issue. That's not my problem. <laughs> oh, that's how like a gun dealer there, don't I? <laughs> Okay, let me change that. Before I hand this weapon over to the guy, I will uh, request a background check on it, whoever wins the weapon, and if the background check comes out in a, any negative light, I will not give this person the weapon. I will refund his money, and we are going to the next person. That sounds better, doesn't it? You know how long that would take? You know how much money you give back? I'm sorry, I, I can't see all that going on. They're going to sell the weapon, the winner going to come get it, and that's going to be it. Simple. What you think, Ross? Yep, that's about how it's going to go. <laughs> so that's about how, how it's going to go? Uh, you know, and it very well may be that it's not an actual weapon. Maybe it can be a gift card or a gift certificate to purchase the weapon from whoever donates the weapon. Thereby, they will still have to present proof and go through the whole process that they are able to own that way. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Okay. No, no, no. That's just too much work, man. That is too much work. That's too much work. You know. I mean, let's be honest. It's not gonna matter. Let's let's talk about the guy in Florida, Parkland High School, the shooter. Yeah. He actually did yeah. see mental professionals, and they say, okay, he's fine. He's he's not in no danger to hurt anybody, or you know, or eventually do what he eventually did. So they said, okay, he's good to go. And my point is. You do all the background checks and whatever, but you can't tell what a person going to do with anything. What a person going to do, period. You know, heck, I may start singing right here in the next two minutes. Y'all didn't see that coming, right? But I'm not going to sing for y'all today, so y'all okay. <laughs> but anyway, and that's my point. You know, 
if you unless you have a crystal ball, you've been here before, and, and you just having a whole bunch of deja vu's going on. You don't know what the heck is going to happen. And I'm gonna put it just as it's gonna sound cruel. It's gonna sound heartless. But the bottom line is, when it's your time, it's your time, and there's nothing that's gonna stop that. Okay. And your age has nothing to do with it. It really doesn't. I'm sorry I had to put it out that way, but that's the way it is. Now, since I put it out there so rough, I'm going to go back to my co-host and let her smooth it out for me. P, what you got? (laughs) I'm not cleaning up your mess. And, and, and we feel as if 
you know, nobody else understands or nobody else cares or they're making, you know, they're making light of a serious situation. See? And, and, and in this instance, we can't say until it touches your home because it has touched all of our homes. We've all known whether it's, it's our own children, as it were in my case, you know, or, or, or friends of ours, children. It has, gun violence has in some way or another touched each and every one of our lives. But if we are totally honest with ourselves, when it comes to protecting us, when it comes to protecting our home, and we want somebody with it, we want somebody who's armed, whether it's security, police, or even ourselves. Let's just be real. See, we're not going to bring no knife to a gunfight. <laughs> See, so you know, we 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 have to we have to look at that and just be honest about our ideology about guns and weapons and their uses. No, it's not the guns. It's not the weapons. It's the people who pull the triggers. It's the people who have the access to an arsenal that are able to go and commit these crimes. And they they always say, well, we never see, we never saw it coming. Well, of course not. And it's always so funny how the very people whom they live with know these people have guns, know they have access to them, and allow them to do so, and are so surprised after the fact, really. You got an anger management problem. You flying off the handle. Are you always in your room locked away? What are you doing? Do some investigation. If you're already going to see a counselor, no, um, you're not going to have a gun, and we're going to get these guns out of this house, you know, for the time being, or you got to go. You know, what's really going on? If we're a little bit more proactive in our own lives and the people around us who we know, they, they elevate it on always rise to the top. And we have to understand uh-huh. that. We have to understand that. Then maybe some of these atrocities can be prevented. Mm-hmm. When we stop lying to ourselves about the pe- the volatile people around us and making excuses for their behavior or altogether ignoring it. Now, I'm not saying that this is the parents' fault. I'm not saying this is anybody else's fault. I'm just talking about being proactive. And then maybe that's one way maybe some of these things could have or can be or will be prevented. Hopefully, anyway. Is that better, Mr. Talk? That's better for you? I guess so, because you use some words I never thought. I can't even spell atrocity. <laughs> I can't even spell that word. Oh, Lord. I, oh, I yeah, yeah, You got some people for me on that one, man, I tell you. I know, right? 
anybody want to say anything, here's your chance. By the time I get to one, you better hit that, that, that one on the keypad or we're going to get on out of here. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, I guess I was going to count slow. <laughs> anyway, hey, I want to thank y'all for hanging out with us today. It's been fun. Shadow Warrior, guest 849, thank you for hanging out in the chat room. So we have a lot more conversation going on, but I do appreciate you. Sister Goni, uh area code two two four, these triple ones on the uh, uh triple ones on the switchboard. Thank you for hanging out with us as well. And everybody listening on whatever you listen on, thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. All right. Friday we'll be back. Give you another show. Maybe I'll go on some big words too. And then I I can sound kind of good and smart too. All right. <laughs> Anyway, y'all know that's not going to happen, don't you? Okay. Um, anyway, it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, I guess that's about it. Uh, don't forget to check out the show's webpage at www.ericletstalk.com. My email is ericletstalk at gmail.com. P. Ross is p.leona.ross24 at gmail.com. All right, so those are all the ways y'all can get in contact with us. And, of course, we'll be we'll answering you back. That's for sure. Okay? Um, other than that, remember, keep smiling, show appreciation to give us over the heart. Make sure you're giving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing is learn to laugh at yourself because you can laugh at yourself. Everything else is groovy. All right, so with that being said, we're going to roll up out of here. We'll see y'all Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Ms. Talk, for my co-host, Pete Ross. We love you. Enjoy your week. we see you back here Friday. Take y'all out of here with some rocket pneumonia and the boogie-woogie flu. See y'all Friday, man. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.